everybody. This is Dave Cohen from Guitar Tales, and we have Eddie Testa of a band that bears his name, the Eddie Testa Band. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dave. And thank you uh, for Scott Guitar Mrs. Dengel. Scott connected us. Um, how long have you known Mr. Scott? Uh, probably two or three years at least, uh, I would say, just from the circuit area, you know? Right. Yeah. And then, oh, go on. I cut you off. You, you know, you don't get to meet too many people. You just see them in passing. They're going here, you're going there, you're playing there, they're playing there. So sometimes you're lucky enough to to be in the same room and do a benefit or a show together or something. So right. that's how I met Yeah, the, and so you guys run in the same circles. Are you at like Bar A and Stone Pony and those kind of places around there? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so. So now how, is, um, how has COVID been treating you? You know, like in other words, you know the like I'm asking all our guests what it's like to be a musician who can't get out there in front of people. And today, I don't know if you heard on the news, Sammy Hagar uh, was interviewed by Rolling Stone, and he said, "It's okay if I die. I have to get out and play in front of people." You know, what are you <laughs> feeling? It's very I, controversial. I, I feel the same way, but you know, you got to go with the times and what they are. Uh, as far as COVID, I just played my first show since March. On Father's Day, wow! We played outside at uh, MJ's in Bayville, and it was cool, man. A lot of everybody social distancing. You know, the band was more not social distancing than anybody. We were like, "Come on up and sing a song and hang out," and <laughs> we just right. had a ball. So it was cool. But a lot of the people I knew, and I knew where they were and who they've been around. So we kind of all have our own little clique, you know? Right. I, I mean, even with my kids, you know, I've got an adult and an almost adult kid. And, um, you know, like I, I know where their universes take them. And I, you know, I kind of bring that little universe in, but otherwise I haven't, uh, just in my house all day long. I haven't been to a grocery since March. You know, the, the curbs well, I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to work every day. I have a, I have a restaurant, so. Oh, you do? Where's your restaurant? Down in Tom's River. And, Which one? Uh, Chicken Town or Fisher. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've been working every day. Oh, wow. I'm very fortunate, you know, I was lucky. I was lucky to get out of the house and go somewhere, so that was nice. That is, it's good, you know, it, it's funny, I'll sometimes, a big event for me is getting my mail, because at least it gets me out. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to get the mail. <laughs> no, I know, oh, I, I'm neurotic about it. Yeah, oh, you're going to be one of those old guys that, you know, you're going to stand by the uh, mailbox at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and wait for the mail truck to come? You're going to be one of those guys? No, I'm, I'm crazy in a different way. Um, okay. and, and really, after 9-11, um, I remember with that, with that whole, uh, when they were worried that people were um, sending uh, carcinogens and envelopes, remember that? Yeah, what? yeah. So I, I didn't touch my mail for a few months. Like, like, oh, <laughs> a few months, but... I mean, my mailbox was over stuff. Now, I'll go to my mailbox every few days, and then I open everything. I'm really careful not to bring my hands to my face. And then after everything is outside of the envelope, I figure because it's been in an envelope for at least a couple of days, that's safe. But after I touch the outside envelopes, I thoroughly wash my hands, and then I do open my mouth, which is well, I, I guess you have to be that way, you know, but yeah. I... I just want to know if the lights go out in your house, that means you didn't get your electric bill and pay it on time? Correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. the interview goes short and it That's goes why. dark, you know that's, why. 
that's exactly why. That's right. <laughs> and um, but but I so you own a restaurant. So tell me about your restaurant. I always like to hear about the day jobs of the guitar players we have on the show. I'm sorry. Tell me about your restaurant. Uh, it's a it's a fast food chicken and rib place. Fried chicken, ribs, seafood, all the all the fixing stuff you want. You know, I've been oh, there for 26 years. You know, there's no there's no money in music. You got to make money somewhere. So I had to. You got, yeah, you got to have a day job. Yeah. So in 1983, I was a chicken man at KFC. Well, you're my competition. I can't talk to you anymore. I have to say goodbye. <laughs> I can. I actually there was one time um, I stole the little bag with the secret recipe because it was two pounds of salt, 20 pounds of flour and about 12 ounces of the secret recipe. And I, I stole one, brought it home, and I remember I wrote down all the, uh, whatever it is, the 11 or 13 herbs and spices. But it was just pepper. That's all it really was. It was just pepper. Yeah, it's all just salt, pepper, cayenne. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's easy, but listen, uh, I make everything myself fresh. So oh, that's great. That's you know, that's the difference. I'm not a, a chain, you know, there's a couple of us, but that's it. Well, I, I'm going to come down and try your chicken. I love fried chicken. Come on down, man. I'm there. I'm there every day except Sunday. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, so let me, let, since we are called Guitar Tales, I guess I should talk a little bit about guitar. Uh, so tell me about your band. What kind of stuff do you guys play? We play anything from uh, Motown to Mozart. That's how I like to describe it. Mozart to ACDC and everything in between we try to do. Um, you know, we do a little bit of everything. Some fun we try to be like a party dance, high energy dance band, but rock style. You know, we That's don't great. do like, we don't do any disco stuff. Well, actually we do, we've done it, you know, but um, you just try to go out and have fun. We don't, we don't try to take ourselves too seriously. We want to be good, but we want to have fun and everybody have fun. So but, that's kind of like how the band is, is, is built around that, you know, just having a good time. And that's great. You know, if there's any, sort of recurring theme that I'm getting off of all our guests. And believe me, the people we get on the show are vetted, uh, more by Scott than, than by me, because he knows the scene better. Every successful musician we've met so far says what you said, which is you're so focused on giving the audience a good time. It's not about your ego. It's not about you. It's about making people who come see you feel happy, right? Well, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing. It's not about us. We're there to, to make people happy, but those people also make us happy. Because, right, that's, you know, it, it's a two way, it, 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 you know, it, we both are feeding off each other. You know, you've been in places where people aren't into it, the band's not, not into it. Uh, but I always look at it, if there's one person into it, I'm into it, but I'm always into it because that's what, that's, uh, that's what I feel like I have to do because it makes me feel just as good as, as them receiving, I like, I mean, I'm getting the same thing they're, get, they're getting because I'm feeding off them. So that's how I always perceive it, you know? I think that's a great thing. And, and the funny thing is what, what, what I think is obvious to you and obvious to all the guests we've had thus far on the show. And again, that's why I think the vetting has been so important. I'm sure in your years, in your band, you, you encountered other bands where it's not about the audience. And it's about them, and they probably don't last too long. Well, I think if you're in it 
to have an ego to build your own self, I think a lot of times that's what happens because other people don't want to play with you. All when right. You, when you get guys that are egotistical, they don't last too long in your band. It's got to be a cohesive environment that everybody feels the same. And listen, we're older guys. We know that. And we're just blessed and fortunate that we are able to be out there and still play and still enjoy it and bring joy to people. So at our age, it, it's a blessing. So that, that, That's really beautifully stated. Uh, you know, you're reminding me, um, uh, do you know Mooch from Big Bang Baby? Yeah. Yeah. So we were chatting, yes. we, we, we had a really nice panel show and Tommy Janeron and Scott were on. And he was, so Mooch was talking about his responsibility as the head of the band. And in the context of what you're talking about, I think it'll be interesting. He was talking about what, what do you do when you, you lead a band and the love and the joy that, that you bring, you see one of the people you brought into your band, maybe for whatever reason, isn't there anymore. You know, have you ever had over the years a need to deal with personnel issues where they're not bringing the love to the stage and it's sort of pulling people down? I honestly have not played with anybody that's ever been there because guys that we had to replace and try to, to replace other people, uh, you click, if you click with a guy right away, you know he's the guy for the, for the band. And um, I've never really cared about how great a musician you are. I, right. more care about, I, I more care about the greatness of the person because you can any... You can make a great player better by just being in a good band with other mm. guys that are just in the same vibe. You know, if everybody's on the same page and everybody's out there to do a job, if you're there just to play, to make money, you're not, the, you're not in my band. Right, you know, right. I, I wouldn't play with a guy. I mean, it's not about the money because there's not really much money anymore. It's really about going out and play with a bunch of guys that you, you, our family, and you bring that family to everybody's to everybody's party because the way we the guys that everybody in my band feels the same way. We're yeah, we played some kind of wonderful more than Grand Funk Railroad has played it, but the fact of the matter is that it, people want to hear that. The one night we don't do it, somebody comes up and goes, "How can we do how, uh, some kind of wonderful?" And you go. If I have to do that song one more time, I'm going to shoot myself. But then you have to realize it's not about you. It's about them. And that's what you, you have to bring and make it happy for them. Because the, I'll tell you the biggest compliment I ever had received. And you know how bands, we all play the same, like you do the same set, maybe Friday right. night and Saturday, maybe every other week. And you play the same songs. And, uh, the one night I was sitting at a bar and a lady came over to me and she said, you know, I got to tell you something about your band. And I said, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> tell me that. And she knows every song after the other. And I said, is this, I was joking around. I said, is this about we play the same song all the time? And she goes, I don't even care about the song. It's, it's the people you bring to the, your shows that, mm. that are like, she's met so many people through being around our band that uh it made it, it it filled her life because she was going through problems in her life 
And she used to, I, after I talked to her and I realized that I had seen her at a couple of different places, but my pe the people that come to us are not fans. They're my friends. I, mm. I, I actually know almost everybody that comes to see us. And if I don't know you and, I, and I'm introduced to you, I remember you the next time. Might not remember your name, but I remember your face. Right. So, so it's, it's sometimes, it's, you know, you go see all these other, you go see bands, you see group of the same people. Well, they're there for the band and supporting, and that's, that's what we want. We, we love that. We love that love that, they, that people bring to us. But it's also a social gathering of the people that are there that enjoy all the people that are there. You understand what I'm saying? I do. And I think it's really beautiful. It, it's, it, it, it's really amazing. You know, our show, we, you and I were chatting before we hit the record button uh, for a few minutes. Uh, so we're probably up about 15 months into this Guitar Tale show. And I'm getting consistent themes. And, and, and what I love from you is the notion that your job, your professional job outside of your day job, is to bring joy and happiness to people. And I love what you said that the woman who approached you was going through a rough time. And I love the notion that someone can put those worries aside uh, for a little bit of time and, and enjoy the music. And yes, right, you know, some kind of wonderful, I mean, it's a fantastic song uh, that I would imagine you've probably played it about 5,000 times. I think in weaker moments, you might say, oh my God, I don't want to play this again. But then there's that next time when you play it, you look down in the audience and someone just is smiling from year to year and you say, that's why I'm playing it every day, right? Exactly, that, that's, that's the whole thing, you know? It, it's, not, it's not what we want, it's what we have to do. And like I said, those, 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 you know, there's days I go out and I don't feel so happy. And then I get the lift from the people who come and see us. And, you know, I always said, you know, three people or 300 people, doesn't matter. Right. Make somebody feel good because I, I, at the end of the day, they're going to make me feel good about myself. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Right. And, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm thinking about, Oh my God, 1985, 86, I saw you two down at the Cap Center in Maryland. And Bono, uh, during Bad does come on down, come on down, and he's doing the Bad song. And that's different. That, that's, you know, 30,000 people feeding Bono, and I love Bono, but 30,000 people feeding his ego. Uh, but what you're talking about is something very different. I think what you're talking about is you're, you're pushing a lot of positivity and love into three, you know, into the heads of three people or a couple hundred people or 300 people, and then you're feeling it back. It's not an ego thing, it's a love thing, right? And oh, it's yeah. a joy thing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a human thing. Yeah. We all, all want to feel needed and loved and cared and, no, and liked, right? We all want to be liked. Some days I don't like myself. People make me feel like, like I should like myself. That's, so yeah. there's a lot of things that go on in, in, in people's heads, you know? It's not yeah. like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. There's a million great singers. There's a million great bands. Uh, we have a million great people along the Jersey Shore that do this every day, day and night, that are just fantastic musicians, better than me. Not as good as me. I don't know, and I don't care. You know why? Because they're all my friends. And, yeah, I'm and you're a part of this. 
And I, yeah, that's what I'm just going to say. I'm very fortunate to be a part of all that and be accepted into that. And there's no ridicule and there's no, there's no judgment. And, and uh, when I get into a room with a guy who's, I, I just admire whoever it may be. I, I just, I'm in awe of them. And they go, man, you, you sing great. And I go, I go, wow, man, thank that. That's a great compliment because I can't sing as good as you. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you're checking your ego at oh, I mean that's an old thing. You're checking your ego at the door. You're not even walking in with your ego because it's not how you walk this earth, right? right. So you know, I want to touch on something. I think for that same show, I think it was Tommy Janaron who was talking about it. It could have been Mooch, but I don't think so. He he was talking about the fact that there's something very different and something very special about the Jersey Shore music. Scene. That, that really is not replicated anywhere else. And, and when I hear you talking about just sort of all the mutual support, you know, you're going this way and Scott Engel's going this way as you guys pass each other, you know, going from gig to gig, either literally or metaphorically, is, is there something that, that you see that's really unique and, and wonderful and special about that whole Jersey Shore art and band scene? Well, I've, I've gone to New York and, and sat in, in clubs in there and because I know people that are in bands or putting a show together. And the New York, thing, New York musicians, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, you know, they're great, but they're more like artists. They're, they're artistic and they're not, you know, they're, they're great musicians and, they're, and the ones I know from New York, they're fantastic people but they have a different vibe about themselves. Um, I've been to Nashville, very warming, very welcoming, but uh, they're all pieced together a lot of times. A lot of times you don't get, you know, bands that stick together. You'll see a guy playing with one guy and then you go into another bar the next night he's playing with another guy because that's how they have to live their lives. It's not because they don't want to be in full-time bands, but if you're a musician out there, you have to juggle a lot of things to make money because out there, you don't get paid like you. Out in Nashville, you walk around with a bucket, and your tips are what you get paid by. Oh, really? So, yeah. So those are the things I've seen. I don't know how if it's all true, but the thing when I go there, that's what it's like. But the Jersey Shore, you walk in, and and they know you're in a band or you're a player, and they don't even know you that well. They just come on up and play. Come on up and sing. Come on up and bang it. They're so welcoming and so loving. They want to be your friend. They want you to be part of the, the circle. And I think that's what brings the Jersey Shore. Plus, we, I think we have our own kind of little sound, too. Like Nashville yeah. has theirs. New York has theirs. LA has theirs. Uh, Georgia has theirs. You name a spot. And we've got theirs. We have a unique sound here also. And, uh, you know, you can hear you can hear a country, somebody doing country, but they still got that jersey in them. And yeah. that's what makes it really, really cool, I think. That, that makes sense. And, you, and you know, you've got that pedigree. You're a freehold boy originally, which is uh, where the boss is from. Right, right. Yeah. And, and so now, how old are you? Um, I'm, I'm 62. Holy shit. I, yeah. I thought you were going to tell me, like, late 40s. I wish I was. <laughs> so, were, so were those plugs or is that real? I'm sorry? 
Are those plugs or is that real hair? Hair, man. Wow, look at that. I'm a lucky guy. You are. Look at me. I'm part of the hair challenge community. I give, I give you a rub. <laughs> I, got a, I got a little peach fuzz, which I'm happy to have, but that's about it. Hey, man. You're 62. So you're, you're only like five or six years younger than Bruce, right? Was he early I'm 70s? Actually, eight years younger than Bruce. Okay. I, I uh, you know, when I was younger, I used to see Bruce around town and stuff like that, you know, not too much because by the time I got older, he was already like in New York and doing his thing and in California or wherever he was. But I knew him. I, I, I didn't know him like to knock on his door and hang at his house. Right. I was friends with, uh, actually, I, I was more friendly with Vinny Lopez and George Thies and guys that were, he was in bands with throughout the years. Right. And, uh, because I started going to the Stone Pony when I was about 16. And, so did uh, you see him there? I didn't see him there when, I, I mean, I saw him when he played with Cats in the 80s and stuff like that. Right. But, um, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, my brother actually used to work for Bruce. Really? So he, he was a roadie for him back way, way before Bruce was even big. And he used to help him, you know. Uh, but, um, so I, I really, you know, being eight years younger at when you're 15 and they're, you know, they're 22. Right. They're not really seeing a lot of connection, but um, I would see him in places. And if he was around, I would see him and, you know, he would say hi. He, it isn't like, it isn't like, believe me, we are not anywhere best friends or anything like that. But he knows I'm a freehold boy. I've been around. I know, you know, he knows who I am. I obviously know who he is, but right, right. you know, we're not, we're not buddies where I can't call us. I can't call him on the phone and say, Hey, I'm coming over your house and hanging out. And right. many times I feel like I should try to go talk to him, but I, I, I respect his, his life, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that if he sees me, he says hello and he doesn't, doesn't nix me off or, you know, try to keep me shied away. So, you know, you got to give people their space. I don't care who they are, whether they're famous in, in whether they're nobody. If they don't want to talk to you, fine. If they do want to talk to you, you talk to them. Right. That but, makes um, sense. And he's a guy who's really, I, I got to say, like of, of the, the rockers who are past, their, past 60, let's say, or even past 70 for that matter. He's really stayed him. You know, I mean, I think he's a pretty damn authentic guy, all considered. You know? Listen. Um, I, I'm a Beatle freak, a Rolling Stones nut. You know, I like all those bands. I'm, 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 I'm a Otis Redding, Sam Cooke. I'm into all that stuff. And uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's, there's, you know, just because he's from Jersey and from Freehold, that doesn't matter. The mat, the fact of the matter is, the guy's a hell of a performer, uh, a writer. And yeah. you know, I try to, when I write songs, because I write my own stuff, and I don't try to emulate it, him or the Beatles or the Stones, but it all comes out somewhere a little bit. Because, listen, if you're not going to Im imitate the best, how good can you get? Right. You know what and, I mean? And everyone, everyone is building on things that they grew up with and what they've learned, you know. It's there's no way from a creative point of view you can't be influenced. I mean, there's that, that that great songwriter Danny Partridge. If 
you remember. Yeah. He wrote that fantastic song that his brother, Keith, actually wrote, if you remember that episode. <laughs> that, that, that is about the most fucked up reference I've ever had on this show. But do you remember that episode of The Partridge Family? No, I don't remember it off the top of my oh, head now. Dan, Danny writes this amazing song, but it turns out he heard his older brother, Keith Partridge, playing it in his sleep. Oh. Yeah. That 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 is, that is that's a that's a bad reference, but uh but no but but yeah you grew up you grew up in such a uh, sort of a, a, the heartland of Jersey music so even though Bruce grew up in Freehold as you did um, he goes on and becomes famous and he, he sort of earned his stripes on the Jersey Shore and that's where you're doing a lot of your work too so it's right. it's nice that you guys you're cut from the same cloth and. and you know, it's almost like grapes growing in the same soil, you know? Right. You know, it's funny because I, I, uh, I guess I do a lot. I never actually, believe it or not, up until about 11, 11 years ago, I only did one Bruce Springsteen song my whole life in, in cover bands. Okay. Because I really tried to stay away from that because there were so many Bruce bands around. Yeah. And, uh, and listen, I love, I have every album, I have every, I have everything about Bruce, but um, uh, the past 10 years, I've really dug into like playing his music with my band. And I'll tell you the truth, man, I, I just, every, I could play 10th Avenue Freeze Out four times a night and I would oh never get God. tired of it. You know? That song is so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just have, have embraced it so much. I just love his music, but before that, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of it. I didn't do hardly any of it. I would do like, uh, like an old song, like a Rosalita or something. Occasionally, yeah. you know. Occasionally, I wanted to stay away from that as much as I I could. But um, now I just I just man, I can't wait to go out and play and do out in the streets or glory days or I just love them songs, you know. What's the nine eleven song that he wrote that's so amazing? The he did. Yeah, he wrote a song for 9/11. The Rising. Yeah, The Rising. I've seen that live a couple of times. And so he in 9/11 he was late 50s probably. Uh, and to write something that powerful, I mean, usually rock guys, you know, they kind of they kind of spend all of their creative. Uh, I can't think of the metaphor, but they, they they use up all their creative juices. You know, probably by the time they had 40, usually. And, you know. I, I, I always think that I use up my creative juices until I write the next song. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> well, really? it, it, and, and I think there, there are going to be people who can sort of break that um, convention, you know. Yeah. He's, listen, his timing is impeccable. The guy surfaces and shows up when needed, uh, when when people are looking for something special, um, when they want to do something, like when he did the Broadway thing, and uh, you know the the movie came out when when we right you know when we needed something to to follow or do something, uh, it, it's just his, his his universe is always like intact. If you if you know what I'm yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, you know, he said in his show, uh, I don't know if you went to see him in New York. I didn't, Broadway, no. But he no. said, 
he goes, I, I, I'm a great, like, I don't know the exact words and it's not a quote, but he like has everybody fooled, but um, he always comes through and fools us again. You know what I mean? Mm, it, I like that, great. yeah. You know? I mean, you know, there's people that put records out. We don't ever hear about them because maybe we're not that much into them. But people are putting music out all the time. We just, maybe, maybe you're not following such and such a band, but they put out an album last year, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're not into them and they're not relevant to you, you probably don't hear about it. But there's a lot of people doing it. I just saw a thing on uh, the other day, uh, Tower of Power did something. And I was, I was blown away. I was like, they did a Zoom thing with all the band members playing. Oh, yeah, I know. I, Tower of Power has been around forever, right? Yeah, yeah, they've been around since the 80s. They got like the big horn section, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think I knew about them in college. I, I, they've been around like a really long time, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. since the 70s. I don't remember, but I know in the 80s I've heard of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, they're, everybody's doing, listen, a musician is a musician. That's that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys that sit home. I, you know, I I always envy the guys that don't play out because there's so many guys sitting home, and you. I see your guitar back there. Yeah. You're, you may not think you're 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 good, but you probably are better than you think you are. And I know so many guys that are in the garage, in the basement in their living room playing and they're phenomenal and they don't go out and play. Those guys blow me away. You know, they don't have the right. confidence, they don't have the time, whatever the reasons are. But uh, I, I think like, like I would love to hear you play. You know what I mean? Uh, and right. sing and do something uh, musically. I love music. So anything, I like jazz guys. I like R&B, I like hip, I don't care. Well, I'll kind of deal with you right now. I would love to sit in with you guys. Um, I'll do a song with you guys. I'd love to. Don't Anytime. let me sing because I can't sing. <laughs> Listen, you can fake like you're singing. If you're not bad, we'll turn the microphone off. So I sang one song in my entire band career, which is limited to college and a little bit of law school. You ever hear the King Bees? No. They were a British band. And there was a song, Let Myself Go. And there is somewhere in this world is a video of me one time ever singing in a band in front of people. Really? And I pulled it off. I, it wasn't good, but I got, you know, I kind of got by. So I oh. once actually sang in a band. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's a very good can... song. It's a, it's a fun little song. Let Myself Go. What's it called? It is called Let Myself Go by the King Bees. You can get it on YouTube and things like that. It's a great little I'm song. Look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, but sure, I will. Um, I I will uh, commit to embarrassing, but not embarrassing myself. I'd love to play with you guys. We would we would never, as a band, embarrass you or let yourself embarrass yourself. We we have the we as a band like when people come up and shine. We want them to shine. We have our day in the sun. Right. We've had our day. In, we've had our day in the sun. So if somebody comes up and sings and they're fantastic, that just that just a, is a great that's a great thing. We want them to shine. And when they're not that good and they come up and they just want to have fun because uh, they're with a group of people and somebody wants to hear their friends sing a song because it's somebody's birthday or their birthday, come up. 
And then when it starts going south, we help them out. That's all. Well, that's the beauty, right. I, I, I actually have a video. Uh, I'm divorced, but I'm friends with my ex. He did Jumpin' Jack Flash at my wedding. And my, my buddy and I, my old college band singer and I, in my wedding did Jumpin' Jack Flash. So here's a funny little thing. So I was negotiating with my ex-wife. She wanted me to get my nails done for the wedding. This was a negotiation. I lost my, I had no mail card left. It was just gone. So I said, I will do buffing, but I will not let them put anything on my hands, but only if you let me play Jumpin' Jack Flash at our wedding. That was the negotiation I had. I'm not married. Oh. <laughs> How are your nails? Uh, they're, they're fine. They're fine. They, they were buffed <laughs> out. They were buffed out. I want to let them put polish on. I bite that, my nails constantly, so my, there's no help for me. No, no. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I have that video of it, and we were relatively okay. I, I screwed up, but, but to your point, I couldn't remember the bridge because it was unprepared, you know. Um, and the band, while I was fumbling my way through a very simple bridge, but I just couldn't remember the chords, the band took care of me. And yeah, they did what exactly. you said. They made me look moderately okay. And then when we came back to the regular well, verse, that was fine. Yeah. We, we certainly don't want to, any band doesn't want it, someone to come up and embarrass themselves. Right, we right. Wanna, we want to make them look the best they can look for what they could do. Right. And if they're yeah. great, that's even a plus. But if they're not so great and they're having a fun and we all turn around and laugh and everybody just goes, that was hell, right. that was fun as hell. That's what it's all about, man. Like I said, in the beginning, we're there for the people. And as long as the people don't get rowdy, don't fall down drunk on the stage, let's have some fun, man. That's what it's all about. It's good stuff. So let, let me ask you this. Um, as is typical for our show, I feel like it's been two minutes and we've already, I just looked at my clock here. Uh, what do you have going on next? Uh, actually, um, Friday, this Friday, I did that song for the first responders and um, frontline workers. I did that song. That's how it's done. Um, uh, that's how it's done. Yeah, that's how it's done. I don't know if you saw it. It's a. Uh, I'm not. Oh, I did a song. I wrote a song. It's called "That's How It's Done," and uh, what I did was, I had everybody. I posted it on Facebook, and then I just invited anybody to make a video clip of 10, 15 seconds of them singing any part. Oh, wow. And then, good, and then I had a good friend of mine, Tommy Cadawas. He put him all, he put all the clips together. And the, uh, then my sound guy, who was also my guitar player in the band, Jeff Hawkins, he did the audio. Oh, it wow. Came out, it was, it was fantastic. You got to watch it. It's really cool. Oh, I'm going to watch it the second we, second I hit stop recording, I'm going to watch it right away. I'm excited to see it. It's, it's cool. That's how it's done. It's under, uh, you can find it on my Facebook page or on, um, I think it's on New Jersey Music Stay at Home uh, okay. group, but it's around. And um, so the Pony is doing a New Jersey Musicians Fund uh, benefit. Oh, that's but, the one where Scott's playing at that too. Scott Engel is it? That's the he's playing like one song, the Smoking Jackets, yeah, right? Exactly. So I'm doing that one song on uh, Friday night. I'm going to record. It's going to be all recorded. That's right. And it's it's, it's going to be t it's going to be on TV, right? I don't know what they're going to do with it. I I just know that um, they're 
it, the band comes in, does their song, and they have to leave, and then the next band comes in. That's what I heard. Yep, 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 yep. So we're doing ours. I'm doing that song Friday night. I'm going to do that song again, but live. Oh, that's going to be great. Because it's for a benefit, so I'm going to do that song. That's fantastic. And then are you starting to see some gigs um, open up for the summer? Well, I just did a, I just did a gig on Father's Day uh, at MJ's in Bayville. Um, the patio bar and the, those, those outdoor uh, shows are iffy. So they're on like, you're on last minute call. Like we're going right, to do right, this right. The inside places, they're all really canceled. And yeah. the inside gigs. I do have a couple of things booked in August that are inside parties that uh, are still on at this point. But like I'm doing 4th of July a party backyard party for a bunch of people um a couple of outside things i'm hoping that when i do the like the long branch does the beach uh bands on the beach oh i don't know um, about that huh i don't know about that that sounds pretty cool yeah they, they they have a series like almost every town you know it's an outside concert people bring their chairs and hang out right so right there's a bands on the beach and they do something else and then uh Free, downtown Freehold does something in July. Um, they do every Thursday downtown Freehold, but I don't know how far they're going to go before they can it or or do it. So the, the way bands are working right now and clubs are working right now is that um, you're you're on call basically. We're going to do it. We're not going to do it. So every week is going to change. Right. So that's where we're right now. You know. So. Uh, we played, we were a little rusty, you know, transitions and stuff like that, but we got through and we had a ball, people were, and we didn't play since March 14th, so we played, uh, what was that, what was the date on that, uh, the last last Sunday, Father's Day, 17th? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It was three months, so we, you know, I mean, we did, we've been doing music, but not live, we've been doing music in our own rooms and playing on Zoom with the other band members or joining something or whatever. So it's, it's been interesting, but it, it's also been fun, you know? Yeah. And it, it's really like, you know, despite the fact that you look about 10 years younger than I do, um, you're yeah. 62 and it's Good a blessing. Lighting. Good lighting, man. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But, it, but it's a blessing. I'm liking how my schnoz looks when I get this close. There we go. But, uh, looks good. Looks good. Um, no, it, the fact that I have no nose. That's that's right. It's 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 a powerful nose. But um, <laughs> but but I love the fact that here you are. You know, you're you're early sixties, and, and you're having the time of your life, and you're you're bringing happiness to people. So I think this is it's a big pile of positive, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. Well, listen, I, I life life can get you down quick, and I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm going to go until I can't go no more. And when, when God or someone tells me that you can't do it no more, then I'll, I'll know myself when I can't do it anymore. Right. But right now, you know, I got the freehold gene. So yeah, yeah. Very cool. I, say, you know, I got the freehold gene. So as long as I can keep going, I'm just going to keep going. With my I love it. Goes, huh? That is beautiful. So that is the perfect way uh, to round up the show, you got the freehold gene. I love that. That could be a song. I think you got to write a song called "I Got the Freehold Gene." I'll work on that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Eddie Testa, I want to thank you very much. This was a lot of fun, as I knew it would be. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. Thanks for asking me to do it. I appreciate it. Tell Scott, thank you so much and everybody else involved. But uh, it was nice of you guys to ask me and, and, and want to do this. and I, I really do appreciate it. Well, I had a great time with you. Well, have a great yeah. night. This is uh, Dave Cohen from Guitar Tells Everybody. Have a great night and we'll be safe too. Take care.